And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. We are back. The Weighing In Podcast is here to talk about the upcoming fights. We have a UFC unfortunate pay-per-view. You're going to have to pay to watch this one with a rematch with Israel Adesanya against the former champion in Robert Whitaker. It should be a fantastic matchup. A lot of other good fights on there. I think we're going to do a little bit of weighing in on the odds with it because Josh loves to tell people how to win money. Well, because I win money, and that's, you know, I just take my own advice, and I seem to be successful at it. It just keeps working. I mean, I wouldn't listen to John if I were you guys, because, <laughs> but hey, we're going to have some fun. This is going to be a good little show, and we're going to give you guys our best advice on what we think might be right in terms of, you know, the fights that are coming up on this weekend's pay-per-view. And then we're going to probably even maybe chime in on a little bit of the football. Let's talk about a little bit of the football. We'll do some waning on the odds on maybe on the uh, Super Bowl. Give a, little, give a little two cents. Give you our two cents on these two teams. One team that beat my team and the other team. A little biasness. Yeah, a little biasness, though. But, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna support them a little bit, you know? It's funny. They're they're my brother's team. They've been my brother's team since he was five. So when they met they're in, my, the, yeah, in the AFC Championship game, I was like, all right. They're one of my best friend's teams. He, I, I have made more fun of him over being a Bengal fan <laughs> for years. Back, you, you know, he was my boss. And, and we used to – I actually – printed out at one time they played the ravens when the year that the ravens won the, the super bowl this is back in like 2001 or something like that and uh they actually gained four yards of offense the entire game Jeez. so i dude i printed up all this stuff i had four yards marked out in his cubicle i did all this stuff and saying how pathetic they were he has put up with my shit so the fact that his team is now in the super bowl i feel good for and your tennessee titans are at home watching from the couch that's all right. Yeah. Are were you a Raiders fan or an LA fan, Rams fan when you lived in LA? Oh, I was, grew up a Rams fan the whole time. I, I I enjoyed the Raiders when they were there. I, I rooted for them, and then they went back to Oakland. And I said, "See ya." And it was and it wasn't them as the team. It was Al Davis. Mm. Just pissed me off the way he was just making money and it yeah. just was wrong. But uh, I've still been a Rams fan the whole time. It's just that since I live in Tennessee, I will root for the. Titans over anybody, but then my second team is the Rams, so I'm kind of happy. John, just trying to take credit for the Rams being there. I ain't making taking I no credit. I, <laughs> I had nothing Total to do with that. bandwagon jumper. <laughs> team no to team. bandwagon. Team my, my team is sitting at home. The Tennessee Titans are sitting at home. I admit that. But my second team is the team that I grew up with my entire life. That I've had, I used to have season tickets to the Rams. How do you, how do you trade your teams like that? I don't give a crap where I live. That's my team, man. I'm okay, a hold on. Fan. When your team leaves you, moves away. Did the Rams move? Goodbye. Yeah, they went from L.A. to St. Louis. Oh, that's right. And I they for, went I, back. I forgot about that. I and when they went back, I said, "Okay, I'll be a fan again." Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, I for some reason I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I never really cared for the Rams, so. Now they're back in L.A. I care for them even less because they're like uh -huh. one of those. They remind me of just like the Lakers, the best team money can buy. Like they just keep spending. No, and no. Spending. See, you're, you're, that's you're all they did. That's such bull. It is. That is just no, no. Okay, this one year. Yeah, yeah. This one year yeah. because Odell Beckham and because of Stafford. What I don't know. Yeah, come on. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. They have had Cooper Cup teams is the man, where though. they have built the teams from the ground up. What's that? Cooper Cup is the man. 
Cooper Cup. He is a stud. He is a stud. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's probably one of the best. The best. The best actual football player there is right now. Yeah, I think of. I want to say almost of my time. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to give Brady his love. I'm going to give Brady's love. But when I'm talking about the position he plays, and I'm saying, oh uh, oh, man, I mean, I go back. The only other person I can really think that really kind of compares to him would probably be LT. Would be for sure LT. But I'd have LT LT ahead of him. Yeah, I have LT ahead of him. And Reggie White. And uh, Reggie White. I would pro- maybe put in there, uh, what was his name? Uh, something Randall from the Vikings. Uh, Kevin, was it? No, Kevin Randall. Was it Kevin Randall? Oh, no, you're talking about uh, no, no, no. It was, it, his last name was Randall. Yeah. He was great. Um, Gosh. Ah, he was number 94. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. Gosh, man. I wasn't name. a Minnesota fan, but I was a fan of his because he was a beast. Oh, he's a stud. He was a beast. I'm trying to think of other players that, I mean, obviously, Derek no, Reggie, Tom, to me, Derek Thomas, because, you know, he had the record for the most sacks Derek in one Thomas game. He was, was a stud. Phenomenal. But it different defensive end not a defensive no player. i understand i understand that but i'm saying just playing in, in those in that line position and then now the way that those players play from everywhere they play anywhere they just shift them oh, and yeah. move them they, that's true yeah the way they do they, they, run, bounce the way all they over. run their stunts everything like that it's just insane they've got to be able to get there with the speed and oh man it's insane yeah absolutely insane um yeah so we'll go ahead and weigh in on the on the odds for the super bowl as well we'll talk about that a little bit just give you our two cents you know whether you guys want to believe it or not but then uh let's get let's uh let's talk about something that's going on right now let's talk about some fights what do you got for us there dave we're going to talk about first of all one championship who has their uh, oh they got a good fight coming up they do have a good one yeah i mean bibiano Bibiano, man bibiano hasn't fought in how long john two years two and a half (laughs) Yeah, Something almost like that. two and a half. 2019, I think is a what it was. A long time. Yep. So 2019, he's got his hands full. Lineker is a beast, a stud. You've never been a big fan of Bibiano's stand-up. You said, ah, it's okay. It's not never been that great. Um, no, it, it was decent enough to get him where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he couldn't stand up and fight. It's just when he when he faced guys of one of two things, a really technical stand-up background that they, they moved well and everything, he, you know, he didn't try to stand with him. That was smart of him. He was always, you know, shooting in for the takedown and trying to work his game. Or he had guys that hit really hard. Guess who he's facing? Yeah, a guy that hits really hard. So this this is one that I'm not saying Bibiano can't win. He can beat Lineker. I just think that he's the underdog in this one. Yeah, the age though too has got to play a factor. I mean, I don't know what the, yeah, I don't know what the age difference inactivity. is between the two, but the inactivity, the age. He's talented all the way around. He's a good jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's great guy. Yeah, good on top. He's got good positioning. All of those things. He's an absolute just a stud when it comes to like being a person. He's a great person. Yeah. Um it's fun to be around. Just a super nice guy. Um, yeah, he's got his hands full. We're gonna see. But Lineker, he's been out for a year as well. You know? Yeah, almost a year. I think the problem yeah. that I have I mean, I look and I I like I love watching one. I'd love watching, you know, a, a lot of their fighters <clears throat> uh fight. The issue that I have is that the ones that everybody really wants to see, they don't fight enough. And that's the hardest part. And the ones that are up and coming, you got to put them behind the fighters that everyone knows, but they don't do that. They have some of the nope. fighters that don't, they're phenomenal. They end up headlining a car, but no one knows who they are. So then the viewership doesn't reflect how good these fighters can be or how good these fighters yeah. are, but how many, how good their numbers should be if people started to follow how good they are. And that's what's that's what kind of sucks. So you got Lineker and uh, Bibiano. Scroll down a little bit. Who else is on this card? Just so we can take a look. Dave, I'm scrolling. <laughs> yeah, you, scroll- know what you, <laughs> you may be scrolling, but it's Dave. not scrolling. Do you see it on there? Yeah, but it wasn't yeah, moving. Yeah, you might have been scrolling, but it wasn't moving for us. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, uh. 
Yeah, you're looking like, the, you know, there's a couple. Dustin Johnson, he's a good stand-up fighter, tough dude. A lot of people don't know who he is and stuff. But, you know, again, it's like what you're saying is there's a lot of guys on their cards. Mm-hmm. They're they're light lighter weights. They're fly weights. They're bantam weights. Man, they're good. Yeah. They got a lot of talent, and a lot of them are really good in the stand-up. Yeah. Uh, some of them are just exceptional in the stand-up. They're catching up a lot of them as far as they're, they're wrestling, and if a guy is able to out-wrestle them and get into them and stuff, sometimes cause some of their their uh, guys some problems. But Yeah, when you get in. Vertex is on there, so that's good. When you get into these top, like, Thai guys, Thai-style fighters, <clears throat> they're hard to take down. They've got good balance. They've got good clinch. They're good at working you back really up into good a clinch, clinch position. <clears throat> Great foot sweeps. Um, you know, and <clears throat> they normally lack in the boxing area, but then they make up for it with the elbows and the but, knees as well as the low level. Because they kicks. have no head movement. <laughs> it's None. Just straight down the middle. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, but overall, like it, it um and then B what's her name? B Win. She's on there as well. I've never heard of uh Hequin Lynn. I've never heard of her. Um, who else is on this card? Oh, then, um, I, I'm not even trying to pronounce his last name, but I've called a couple of his fights when I was working for Win, which was the soy Omni or Sriracha choke or whatever. Like he, <clears throat> he's getting old, obviously a lot older, but still just a stud when it comes to the standup, just phenomenal, puts a pace on and uh, he gets after it the best he can, but he is getting a little bit older in age and he's fighting a uh, Daniel Williams three and one. It's gonna. He's just gonna look to keep it on the feet the whole time. A lot of low level calf kicks, and he does get into that clinch. It just starts elbowing. Phenomenal, phenomenal uh, clinch work. But I mean, yep. overall, like I just would like to see them make an adjustment to. This is a good card. To, to, when you talk about, you got Bibiano and Lineker. People know Lineker. The hardcore fans know Bibiano. It's a good card to put some of your top talent under. And I'm hoping that they're doing that, so anyone that's tuning in gets a, ta- a chance to start following some of these younger fighters that are on there. They're in their promotion. Yep. All right, let's uh yep. let's be interesting. Let's move on to the UFC. UFC is coming up this weekend with their pay-per-view. We want to thank mybookie.ag. We want you guys to actually hit mybookie.ag and use our promo code weighing in. We've got the Super Bowl coming up next weekend and we got Izzy Adesanya. Yeah, let's not do the Rams thing. Let's go Bengals. <laughs> oh, no, let's you see look at you jump ship because they beat your Chiefs. No, if no, you I'm were gonna... smart and you had I, bet I, with my bookie on the Bengals. Look at where you'd be today, Josh Thompson. I am so sorry, but I'm not a fan of those type of teams that the best team that money can buy. I'm not a fan of those teams. It doesn't matter what sport it is. I am not a fan. But hey, mybookie.ag, you can go ahead and hit all your gambling needs or betting needs that you would need for the Super Bowl, as well as you got Israel Adesanya fighting Whitaker. That's going to be an absolute great fight. It's a rematch. Cannot wait to watch that fight. That card is also stacked. That will be on Saturday, so make sure you guys take a listen to us on Tuesday when we go ahead and break that all down as well. We'll give you our ideas on how you guys should possibly bet, where you should lean, and we will go through on weighing in on the odds and check that out because that will give you guys a good idea of how we suggest you guys go for in-between round bettings, for each round betting, or any way that we think the fight may go. Take our advice. Don't take our advice, but we're just hoping you guys use mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in. We want to thank you guys for supporting us and supporting mybookie.ag. Use that QR code right there, too. That'll give you a little extra spending cash for your first initial deposit. Mybookie.ag, promo code weighing in. All right, well, let's start right into the main event. You've got Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. It's a rematch. And 
I think Izzy has said a lot of things in terms of like, what has he done? Has he gotten better? Has he got like some superpower, some super new move, new technique that he has done since the last time we fought? He's like, he's just basically counting them out. No, he's just basically saying nothing's really changed. He's still the same fighter. He, he hasn't like he, it's not like he's learned, you know, a bunch of great ground techniques. His wrestling, not training with the Olympic teams in wrestling to get me to the ground. I mean, he pretty much is the same guy. Maybe his mindset is different, which is very important, John. Hello. Super important. It's everything. You know, we talk about it all the time, and, you know, you can't say anything is 100% as far as, you know, the sport of MMA. Physicality means a lot, but it's the mind that runs the machine. You know, the, the body is the machine, and, and the, the mind is what is the computer board that is making it run. And when that is not right, the fight's not right. You don't fight right. You fight, you make mistakes, you overextend, you're trying too hard for the big knockout, all these things, and they just tend to compound, you know, as the fight goes on and you're, these things are adding up that they're not working, things just start to, you know, flow downhill and give you, give you problems. I think Robert Whitaker has done an outstanding job of coming back from that loss against Israel and putting on, you know, three great wins. You can take a look at the people he's fought all, you know, I don't know why people don't give Darren Till enough credit, but I mean, he just is a tough dude, especially in the standup Whitaker, you know, got the decision against him. He beat Cannoneer and he beat Kelvin Gastelum, who I love as a fighter. I call him my MMA's version of Roberto Duran, but he's put on, very good performances in all of them. Now, the one thing he hasn't been doing is finishing guys. But it's hard when you're fighting guys that are great fighters. To finish a great fighter, they've got to make a mistake, and you've got to catch them in that mistake. And it just doesn't happen sometimes. But if you look at the fights themselves, he's been in control of all of them, and he's fought smart, and he's fought well, and he's been using his wrestling, and he's taking people down, and his stand-up is actually cleaner. This is a guy that went 10 rounds with Yoel Romero. Okay? He can fight. The guy is a stud. Now, is he the stand-up fighter that Israel is? I don't think so. But he does have aspects of his game that are better than Israel's. He just has to get the fight there. And I think that he's he saw something when he, he watched Israel fight Blahovich. He watched Blahovich in the stand-up with Israel. He watched Blahovich when he was getting the takedowns and what he did and what Israel did. And those things, when all of a sudden you gain a bit of confidence from it, even if it was somebody else that did it, you gain the confidence, you become a more difficult fighter for someone to deal with. I think it's a, you know, obviously Israel is the uh, champion. Obviously he's the favorite in the fight, but this is definitely a fight that Robert Whitaker can win. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> everything you said was spot on. I think he's making a couple little tweaks here and there. What when you said though is that look he's had three fights go the distance. <clears throat> I really believe for him to beat Izzy this time, he's got to make sure that he's not searching for that knockout and trying to yes. force it to happen like he did in the first fight. He was chasing after him, he was letting the anger of the things that were said get to him. He was trying, he was over trying to get the knockout and the finish, which worked against him. In this yeah. fight, in the, the three fights previous, he understands now that I can go the distance. I he always knew he can go the distance. But it's a matter of just not going out there and chasing after it, trying to make it happen for the fans and for the promotion and 
do what's best for you and getting that win and doing that win and getting that win, you become the champion. There's a lot of pressure on yourself to go out there and perform, but get going out there and getting the win over Izzy is way more important. So if he can just make sure that he stays focused 100% of the time throughout this fight for five rounds, I think you may see him walk away with the title. You know, don't get me wrong. He's going to get into some exchanges. He's going to, he's going to have to bite down on the mouthpiece a couple of times and get after it, but he's going to have to no be doubt. smart about how he circles out. He's going to have to be smart about making sure that his hands are up, you know, and, and things are in position to where he can circle out, hit the shot, circle out, keeping covered. All of those things will play a factor, but I really believe that a more, I wouldn't say focus, but a more, he's just going to be more relaxed, a more relaxed, a more, it will be more focused. He's not going to let it, He's not going to let the things happening right now start to get to him coming into this fight like they did the first time around. He is composed. He will fight composed. He will pick and choose his shots. He will look for the takedowns. If they're not there, I don't think he's going to force them. He will fight a lot smarter fight. And there's a good chance that he can get this win. I I really think the big thing you got to look for is you got to look for his footwork. And you've got to see that he's not leaning in to try to reach because Adesanya has that reach advantage. And when guys are tall and have the reach advantage, a lot of guys will kind of lean forward and try to kind of almost lunge towards their opponent. You can't do it. you got to move your feet. you got to slide your feet into him, continue to slide your feet. If he does that, he can get inside of Adesanya's game. You know, because Adesanya at range, he's trouble. He's trouble for everybody. But if you can break it down more into a boxing match, it becomes more, you know, suitable for Whitaker's style and the way that he goes about this fight. So I just look at, don't overextend, move your feet, good angles, take your time. Yeah. That's the way to win the fight. No, I agree. I agree. Got to get him pushing, fighting off that back foot, kind of stepping backwards. If he can do that, I think he's got a good chance of getting the takedown as well as <clears throat> keeping him guessing once he does start chasing the takedown, keeping him guessing on the feet. Next yep. fight, you got Derek Lewis, Ty Tuavasa. Look, I, we got a lot of flack <laughs> in the comments about us not talking about this fight. And I said, guys, calm down. Tuesday's coming. Okay, Wednesday, whatever. Is Wednesday morning, it'll drop. We, we never talk about it normally until we talk yeah. about the main event, usually. Calm down, guys. It's coming. It's coming. Okay, <laughs> calm down. We're here. We're here. You know. I love this fight. This is going to be a great fight. Yeah. I, I think if Tuavasa fights a smart fight, doesn't try to get into that brawl and just sticks and moves, sticks and moves, maybe even cr and crushes the space, fights him in a phone booth. I think he's got a better chance in a phone booth than he does on the outside. Cause Derek Lewis, he'll throw one too. But if he touches you at all from distance, he's going to smother you and try to finish you. And he's going to wait probably till the last minute and a half of every round to try and get you out of there. And so you just gotta, I think if I'm tied to Avasa, just keep that chin tuck. Don't get into too many big exchanges Hit him with a couple big shots and then get out of range. Or, you know, get out of range or circle out of range. You know, and also don't be afraid to like even just try to snatch the leg. Snatch, lift, don't get it, go back. Go back to this, the hands. I mean, I just think it will make Derek Lewis a lot. <clears throat> he'll have to think a lot more and it'll make him hesitate just a tiny bit more to let the hands go. If he overreaches and lunges and tied to Avasa is able to at least touch the leg a little bit, touch the leg, try to snatch. Make him think about it. I think it's going to change how Derek Lewis fights a little bit. I agree with you. I said this wrong last time. I, th I don't know it was our, our last podcast, but I think a couple before. This will be a. I'm going to say I'm going to say it wrong again. A slobber knocker. Yeah. No, that's right. 
You got, I a, think lot, I said, man, you got a lot of flack in the comment section. Uh, I, I think I said snobber blocker or something like well, that. Well, there was another <laughs> thing where one of the fighters had missed weight, and it was it was the other guy. Oh, that's because that was because I listened to the damn uh, commentators. They had said it backwards, and so yeah, it was Arosa made weight, yep. and Peterson did not, which was nice that Arosa won because I hate when a guy that doesn't make weight gets the win. Yeah. Know. He should have had to work harder to make the weight, but this this should be one of the, the a slobber knocker. I mean, you're talking about two guys that have big power. I think that Tuivasa. You know, the difference between the two is this: Derek Lewis is stronger. He's a stronger guy than Tuivasa. I think he actually. I know on the ground he hits harder. I think he's got more power than Ty, but it's not that Ty can't hurt Derek. The real difference that I see in this fight for Ty, Ty is better at taking damage than Derek. You see Derek respond to being hit a lot. You know, sometimes he'll, you know, he gets hurt, he'll bend over, he'll turn his back, he'll do a lot of things because he doesn't respond to being the guy that's getting hit, you know, that well at times. It, it bothers him and he does things that put him in a, in a bad position where Ty if you know, if Ty lands that left hook, man, he he can definitely put Derek in a bad position. This is a, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, Derek Lewis is going to probably be the the favorite in it, but this is a pick 'em fight. Yeah, both guys have power. Both guys are just good at what they do, and neither guy can end up underneath. Yeah, if one of these guys ends up on their back with their opponent on top of them, the fight is just about over for them. They're usually not going to get up. It's not good, and they're going to get pounded. So. This is a great fight. I know it's Derek is what ranked four and Ty is ranked eleventh, but I think it's very close. Yeah, it should be a fun fight. I think for the fans. I, do you think this when we go into the weighing on the odds? What do you think the over or under on this is? You know, I bet I would bet that Derek is like a minus one eighty is what I'm thinking. No, but on the It'll over under, one, what do you think? A round and a half? Oh, over under. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's gonna yeah, it'll probably be a round and a half. But I could even see it being one round. Yeah. Where they say, no, we're going to go one round. Let's see how people bet on it. So it'll be interesting to see. Jared Cannonier, Derek Brunson. This is this is the fight we talked about this last week um, because of Strickland. This fight could potentially jump him now that he's got to win. Whoever wins this fight, if they have a good performance, if they do a good job, yeah. if they get a finish, you can see them being next in line for a title shot. So who wins this one? Ah. <sighs> <laughs> it's tough. I, look, it's not. It's not. It's not five rounds. No, it's three rounds. Yeah. But if there's one thing that you know, if if you're Jared Cannonier, you have got to be looking and saying, "I got to push the pace on him. I got to take and and make Derek work." Derek in the first round is a monster. He is a good wrestler. He's got power in his hands. He gets on top of people. He does a lot of damage. But he does tend to get tired in the fight, and he does tail off. And if you're Jared Cannonier, you're looking, hey, let me just, I, I don't have to worry about winning the first round. I have to worry about how much pressure I put on him and how much pace I put on him to force him into a second round where now he's starting to be at a deficit. And I, I always, I look at this as, this is a fight where it can be won off of pace. Jared Cannonier. Got good stand up. If he can keep himself on his feet and make Derek work, shut down some of those takedowns, he'll have a good night. 
I've I've always said this. When you got a wrestler who can wrestle like Derek Bronson, they're so hard mm-hmm. to beat in a three round fight. Uh, absolutely. And so and I get it. I understand setting the pace, getting after him, making him work. But Kenner is not off of his back. Is I don't I don't know no. how active he's going to be off of his back to make Derek Brunson work that much. Considering Derek Brunson is so dominant from the top position, he gets on yep. top. He's good at controlling the position. He's good at doing work. I mean, he's a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. <clears throat> I just I look at I look at this fight. Once the, if he gets an early takedown, is able to control that for, that whole first round with without Kenner getting back to his feet. It's just going to be a snowball effect. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I expect Kenner here to probably have a good third round. Will it will it be enough? That's the question. I think in that three round fight situation, yeah, that's where I look at it. No, I agree with you. If if, if Derek can control the, the pace, be on you know get the takedown, be on top, control the pace, it's Derek's fight. Yeah, you know. But Cannoneer's got the ability. He's got good stand up. He's got good power in his hands. He's got good foot movement. He's just got to stop the first couple of takedowns or make him work incredibly hard to get him. And then work your way back to just just do not let him rest. Do not let him settle. Good, good. All right. Um, Marcelo Romo. The Matrix. Go ahead. Kyler Phillips. I love Kyler Phillips. He's good. He's fun to watch. He's taking on Marcelo Rojo. This is a this is a good matchup, but I like Kyler Phillips in this matchup. He's tough. He's quick. He's good. Like everywhere. He's good everywhere. But I mean he's phenomenal in terms of like what he does on the feet. You know, and yeah. so I just I look at him and I'm like, he's like kind of that guy that I had seen when he can you click on him? Who who was his last fight? I watched his last fight and I remember just thinking to myself, I can't wait to watch him fight again. Kyler, yeah, yeah, and I'm he's thinking, fun. yeah, and just look at it. Oh, not no, it was when he fought. No, it was when he fought uh, Paeva. It was, but it was it was a he real, lost it was a real yeah, but it was a really good fight. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is going to be, he's going to be one of those young kids that just kind of comes along. They're going to try to, they should be trying to build him up. He's fun to watch fight. I think that he's going to have a good, I think he'll end up having a good night. Well, he had that big win against uh, Song Yadong. Yeah. And that was a good fight. And they were at times just unloading on each other and Mm -hmm. stuff. But he's got, he's got good, he's got a great ground game. He's got a good stand-up game. He's got good wrestling. The guy has got the full package. He's fun to watch. I think that, you know, he's going to be a hard person to beat in this matchup. Good. Let me see the next one. Oh, this. Oh, the best one. Bobby the King Green against Mr. Hasperat. I like this. This is that. This is the way you set up your main card. I like this. Card. How, yeah, but how is this? Uh, I get it. This this is gonna be one of those. This could have been a fight night main event. I would have I would yeah. have tuned in for this one as a, as a fight night main event. I get putting them on, you know, opening the main card. Probably not even opening the main card, right? They're probably yeah. Would it be no? This is opening not, the main or card. Is Arlovsky the main event? What he's a prelim. Yeah, no, Arlovsky Arlovsky will be a main, main event on the prelims. Is what you're yeah. saying? Okay. Well, unless they switch it, <sighs> Bobby, man. I'm a big fan. I've always been a big fan. He's fun. I fought him. He's tough. He's he's just fun. Like he does something in the sport that give me somebody else that can do the shoulder roll like him. Give me somebody else in the sport that does it. Oh my god, that does it as well as him. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, not not in our sport. I mean, very I, few guys can, can actually do it and be successful with it. He's just the thing that I love about this matchup, though, is if you. you know, Hasparat's last fight was against Dan Hooker. 
you know and i thought dan fought very smart because he took hasperat to the ground mm -hmm. he used his grappling because everyone knows dan hooker likes to stand and bang you know comes from city boxing he's a guy that you know he's got very good stand-up skills and he was smart enough to say i don't want to be on the feet with hasperat well bobby green has got good wrestling and he will not use it in this fight. <laughs> he will not take Hasbrot to the ground. He will stand with him the entire time. And that's what makes this thing a fun fight, a good matchup, and one that should be uh, the, the way to start the card off. It's very smart. Let me ask you this, though. Like, Bobby, yeah. he was really active during COVID. Really active. Super active in 2020. Yeah, I, th I think he only lost one of the four or five fights that he had. I think his. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he, he had some coaches. And it was a close one, I'm trying to think. But his last one was, yeah. Let me see who. Well, what, was the, what was the one that he had? Uh, no, he lost yeah, to Rafael Fazeev. No, no. He was no, the, he lost to Thiago Moises. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and that was a close fight. It was a it was a good fight. So was the Fazeev fight. Yep. Um. But, but with a win over with a win over Hospital, where does that put him? I don't think it changes much for him, honestly. I'm just being honest with it because he's in that position right now. <clears throat> he's you know I hate I hate the, the term gatekeeper, mm -hmm. but he can beat anybody on a given night because mm -hmm. he's fast. He's got you know power in his hands. He hits hard. He does have good wrestling. He never uses. He's an anti-wrestler. Yeah. He's an anti-wrestler. But um, I just don't think that, you know, a win against Hasbrot, even though it's a good win, I don't think it moves him anywhere. It's not going to move the needle for him. You know, it could one more win. He could be back into that, like, maybe a top 15, you know, a fight night main event, gotcha. something like that. But I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see him make another little tiny run, get up into that top five, top top seven somewhere in there i don't know if he has that in him but he's he's a stud um yep. arlovsky making the making the jeez <laughs> man this guy was champion bob or bob, john before before i was in the ufc That's this right. is crazy to think of you know andre's been fighting for so damn long now yeah you know, the first time you know uh, he was in the ufc was ufc 28 Jeez, man. I think he fought uh, Aaron Brink. He won by armbar. When was he? Wait, wait. Then, and, then he wasn't champion when I I, I went there in 44. Was he champion already? Because I think Tim Sylvia was a champ when I was there. And he beat Tim. No, no. He was he was already champ. Um, Because, well, he he won the championship from, from Tim, Tim Sylvia. Yeah. And so. Didn't, did Tim beat him the second time? The second time, yeah. yeah. Second time was at UFC 59 in Anaheim, California, mm -hmm. and Andre hurt Tim. Tim went, and then Tim, you know, bit down his mouthpiece and hurt Andre, and Andre went down, and he finished the fight. So that was when he, he got him back. First time he, he lost by ankle lock. You guys, we're talking about fights 20 years ago. <laughs> just it was a, about just 20 years ago. ago. Jeez, man. So long, so long. Oh, my God. Um, what do you know about Vandera? Vandera. Vandera's good. He can't. You know, comes from Dana White's contender series. He had a he had a good fight in the UFC already. He's tough. You know, he'll fight. He'll stand and fight. And Andre's just a he's a different fighter than he used to be. He's a much smarter fighter um, than at times in the past. He, he he got into this. He was a boxer and he started just trying to use his boxing skill instead of 
why why are you doing that man you know you've got all these other skills use them and uh i i'm trying to think of uh vandara had a really good fight against taffa was it justin taffa uh, justin taffa yep yeah 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 he, he looked good in that and he and he put you know he he got you know cut in the fight but he he was putting it on taffa and then he fought you know uh was it romanoff and yeah. Romanov, he's just a monster, and he, and he lost to that one. But you know, this guy can fight. He's tough, and this is a it's it's one of those. Does Andre get past the young guy again? Does he you know put the guy that's the the young guy compared to him back in his place? Andre can do it if if he fights smart and he just you know uses his footwork and just picks him apart. I think he's still faster. He's still got power in his hands. He just can't get caught by the big overhand right. Dave, scroll down through the rest of the card. Let's see. John, what other fights on this card interest you? Uh, If I was going to pick anything, I like William Knight against Christian. I think William Knight, he's just, first off, he's just a monster as far as the build and stuff. But the guy is, I just like his attitude. I like the way he, you know, he comes to fight. Um, He's got, you know, super big power. He he doesn't, he gets tired, but for a guy carrying as much muscle mass as he's carrying, really impressed by how, you know, how much gas he does have in the tank. But Maxime is really a good, solid fighter, and uh, that's going to say something if he can get past him. That's a lot of experience. Maxime's got 31-9-2, and, and you've got William Knight yeah. at 11-2. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Is you're looking at Maxime's got a, a ton of experience. He's the more technical fighter by far, but when you get touched by Mister Knight, yeah, it could be night night. <laughs> so it's fun to watch. In his picture here, he's got a. It looks like a Santa Claus hat on. Yeah, what is that? It looks like maybe it's a. He king, does. Maybe it's a king's hat. That's like as like, uh, a king's crown. Yeah, like a king's is that crown. a crown? Yeah. Oh, um. To back to the card. What are the? Is there any other fights on here that really get to you? Ah, uh, you know, Alex Perez against uh, Schnell. Matt Schnell is good. He, yeah, you talk about a guy with great stand up and movement. The guy is fast. He just you know in and out slices and dices. It's a good fight. Both you know for both when Perez you know had the loss mm-hmm. against. Uh, Figueredo, you know, got that championship, you know, mm-hmm. spot and then lost by guillotine quick. And I know he's disappointed in it, but that is a great matchup because Perez on his feet is good and Schnell on his feet. They're both just explosive, fun to watch, fast. That's a great matchup. What about Alex Hernandez and uh, Renato? Should be a good fight. It should be. I mean, but you never know. I, I never. It, with Hanato, it's a matter of which one shows up. Which guy exactly? Because there's times when you watch him and you go, "God damn, yep. man, he is just on fire." That dude is. Look at the movement. Look at the the selection of techniques he's using. He's, his ground game is good. His stand up is freaking dynamite. His Muay Thai is good. And then you'll watch him in the next fight, and it's like, what happened to that guy? Yeah, you know, he he's coming off of a, a good win, I know, but. Uh, I think technically, if I'm going to look at it and say technically, I think that Hanato is the better fighter. I think he's got more skill set than Alex Alex Hernandez does. 
But Hernandez, he believes in himself. He's strong. He is fast. I'll give him that. He's got he's got quick hands. I just don't think he's got as much of a complete game as Hanato. Yeah, I agree with you. Like you, I, we talk about your mental strength. Hanato sometimes has it, and sometimes he doesn't. There's times where you watch him fight, and you're thinking to yourself, "You should be mopping the floor with this guy," but yet this is a close fight. What's going on? And there's times where you're like, "Man." This can be a good fight, and he comes out and starches somebody, or you know, and finishes. Oh, yeah. And you're like thinking to yourself, "Where's this fighter every single time?" You know, and his Thank body you. style and his and his ability, he should be able to. He should be up in that top, that top conversation in the top, say seven to ten every single time. But we don't hear that from him because he has just mental collapses when it comes to certain opponents. And Alex Hernandez, you could be the same. Could could be could the same could be said about him. Sometimes, you know, he's fought a couple and a couple people and he's just had mental collapses during the fight. He tries to push too hard for the fans, tries to try to go out there and like let everyone know how good he is instead of just letting his work speak for itself. Because when you go out there yeah. and start throwing more stuff than you're capable of and start getting yourself tired, the your opponent's just thinking, I see what's going on. Like you're trying too hard. And if I survive this, it's over. And Hernandez has had some problems where he's kind of just slowed down so much. He's taken so many shots, you know, in those big exchanges that he tends to slow down so much that the, his opponent can take over, you know, and yeah. uh, then he's not the same fighter because he gets sloppy as he gets tired, like most fighters do. But he'll get tired a little faster if he because he lets a lot of things out in that first, you know, in that first round. He tries pushing it so much to the point where he ends up compromising everything that he knows in terms of technique. So I I look at I look at it the same way. Hanato's got a good chance of getting the win if he just stays tight with his defense, sticks with what he knows, doesn't try to do anything crazy, and just let the fight carry on by the second and third round. He should be able to take over. Um, but we'll see. Hernandez is one of those young kids that just just believes in himself, believes that he can continue. He to does keep believe going. in himself. Yeah, yeah, should be a good fight. Yeah, I thought when Moicano when Moicano was good, when he fought Fazi, mm -hmm. I thought, wow, that's going to be just incredible. Both with really good Muay Thai. This is going to be something. But Moicano's got the, he's got a ground game too. And he just didn't show up in that fight the way I thought he would. It was, yeah. and, and that could be because, you know, Fazeev is so good. You know, it just, you know, at that time, it just wasn't his night. But I think this is a great matchup for Moicano and he can, he can have a very good night against Alexander Hernandez. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. And uh, we're going to jump into weighing in on the odds. We're going to give you guys our breakdown and our perspective on what you guys should maybe be looking for. If you guys are looking to play some bets on this weekend's pay-per-view. Take our advice. Don't take our advice. But, hey, we're just here to help you guys if you guys are thinking about it. And if you guys are thinking about it. Go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in, and um, hey, use that QR code too, which we're going to go ahead and post. I'm going to say it's going to be right there because Dave, Dave's going to be on top of it. I'm going to say it's going to be right there. <laughs> Hit that QR code. And um, yeah, we'll give you a little extra spending cash um, when your guys' first initial deposit. And uh, let's go. John, what do you got? Let's see. Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya. Robert Whitaker is a plus 215. We broke this down the other day. And I believe the, the the odds changed a tiny bit. I think he was what plus two twenty, so not by much, but I think it was plus two twenty. And Izzy Something is like a that. minus two seventy five. Again, I've 
I always look to say, all right, this type of fight, does Robert Whitaker have a, a, a decent, you know, chance of winning? Yeah, he does. He's that good. He's that tough a guy that he can, you know, win this fight. Is, is he the, you know, should he be the favorite? Yeah, he should be. But if I'm going to put money down on a fight, I would rather put it on Robert Whitaker in this instance at plus 215. You know, if I put 50 bucks on him, I'm going to come back with over 100 bucks for my 50 bucks. I'm feeling good about the bet. If I put it on Izzy and I have to put out 275 bucks to win 100, I'm sweating the entire time. <laughs> I'm thinking, please, please don't let Robert land. Please, you know, just, you know, keep on moving. I just feel more comfortable putting it on Whitaker. Obviously, both guys can win. But when I have a fight where both guys can win and I have a guy that's as big an underdog as, you know, two to one, I usually will go with that underdog. So I would bet on Whitaker. Yeah, I wouldn't put 50. I'd put 100 on Whitaker. (laughs) I would take my chances in that situation. And then what we talked about as well is that there's the over-under is four and a half. So at minus 125 is the over. We're saying, which is funny, that, that it's this way because we're saying that if it goes over, it favors Robert Whitaker. And so it, it looks like I, I feel like that I would I think it's going over no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I think it's going over no matter what. So I would I would put I would put I mean outside of Izzy catching him like he did in the first fight, but he could. But I don't think Robert's gonna fight that way. He's gonna fight more composed, not rushing in. He's not gonna make those cuts. Don't get me wrong, he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit quite a bit in this fight. Sure. But he I th- I think he's gonna fight a lot smarter of a fight. And at 100 bucks down for 215, I'll take that 215. And then I'll also do, I would probably go the over on it, just to be honest. Yep, if I, I was going to bet on the over, but I, I, I'd probably leave that bet alone completely. Just go with my 100 bucks on the 215 for Robert Whitaker. Then you got Derek Brunson, who is a plus 140, Jared Cannonier minus 170. And the over under on that is minus 115 at two and a half. And again, if I'm, if I'm going to go one way, I'm going to go towards. Jared Cannonier, he can definitely beat Derek Brunson in this matchup. He has the ability to beat him. Not that he's I the favorite. He's why. the favorite, John. Oh, that's right. Oh, never mind. You're yeah. right. Okay. I'd go the eh, other way. That's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd go Derek the other Br- way. Derek Brunson at plus 140. Yes, yeah. If I was going to bet this, I would bet towards uh, the under then. If I'm going to go with, if I'm going to go with Brunson, I would definitely bet the under because if he doesn't get it done in the under, going to be hard for him to get it done in my opinion you can get him out of there possibly in the first one and a half rounds since it's at that hmm. possibility but i'm gonna I'd say, stay away from yeah, it yeah you would stay away from it totally i would this would I be would, one of those bets. I, this would be one of those bets i'd probably bet you know 25 bucks on i'd probably and i'd yeah. take Derek brunson and then for me i would i would probably take the over because i think like i said earlier i think Derek brunson in a, in a three-round fight He'll be able to get the takedowns. It ain't going to be pretty. It might, he might have to win a split decision, but I think he's going to win in terms of a three-round fight. He's going to get the decision yeah. because he dominated the first two rounds with his wrestling. Potentially, he'll probably lose the third round um, You know, by Kennedy pushing the pace, making him work too hard. It's going to look ugly and sloppy. You know, him chasing the legs on his hands and knees, trying to get to the ankles, that type of stuff. I think that's what you potentially will see in the third round. But I still think that Derek Brunson will have done enough in the first two rounds to get the win and the decision. Okay, so then let's go with the heavyweight matchup. Ty Tuyavasa against the Beast, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. What do you think? Plus 155 Yeah, Ty Tuyavasa. Yeah. 
you know, John, I think in these type of fights, I leave this stuff alone. Like when it comes <laughs> when it comes head to head, plus one fifty five, minus the one eighty five, I'd probably lean more towards the over under at one and a half. I would probably say it's gonna probably go and for me personally, I think it's gonna end up you're gonna end up if someone doesn't get knocked out in the first round, I think it's gonna end up going into the third. It'll be one of those type yeah. of fights. Because Derek Lewis, he slows down so much. That, yeah, he does. That like it ends up carrying on like the rounds and in if Tuivasa slows down with him, you're going to end up seeing this going to the third round. I don't know if anyone's going to get knocked out by the third round. So you could see no, maybe that third, last. If it goes to the third round, no one's getting knocked out, I don't think. You might get the last, like, 30-second blitz if someone gets clipped, but it's very rare. So yeah. if if I'm going to take a chance, I might go on the over at plus 155. I'd probably bet 50 bucks, you know, and take the over on it just for shits and giggles. But I think I'm the straight-up bet, plus 155, minus 185 on the um, – you know, on who's going to win, I would, I'd probably leave that alone just to be honest. <laughs> well, I, I look at it and, and, uh, Tui Vasa has got a couple of good wins. His last two wins, what Greg Hardy and then Augusto Sakai, right? Sakai has actually got good stand up, and Tui Vasa is looking way better True. in his stand up. It's his footwork and the angles that he's using. He's creating a left hook. One to the body, bringing it up to the head. I'm I'm gonna go with the plus. I'm gonna take the plus one fifty five, and I would put a little bit on Taito Ivasa. I'm not saying that I don't agree that Derek Lewis is the favorite in it, but I believe that Ty can beat him in this fight, and so I would go with Ty. Yeah, what what you're running into, I think, John, is that like like we said, if someone doesn't get the finish in the first round. You could be to end up seeing like this thing go to the judges and it's like one shot, one yep. shot, one, two jab, but like nothing really, not a whole lot of action going on. I, I could see that first round being a, a, a barn burner of a fight, but I could also see after the first round or after those first two big exchanges, it being a snooze fest. As much yeah. as I love both watching both these guys fight, I mean, I, we've seen it happen several times with heavyweights that are pretty big on the scale, you know, in terms of. Yeah cutting weight to get there both, so, both of these guys are pretty big on they're the pretty scale. big um well i think that's the whole card right there i thought bobby green was on here scroll down to that wasn't bobby green on this yes yeah, the opening oh there they are right there so you got Bobby Green at minus 145. You got Nazrat yeah. at plus 115. Over under is two and a half. And it's minus 225 on the over, plus 185 on the under. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Th this is going to go the distance. I have a good, ch I, I believe it's going to end up going the distance. Um, good chance. Yeah. I'm surprised at Bobby's favor, to be honest. Eh. Not that I mean, I, not that I don't think I, I think I think he I think he's right there. I think, but if Bobby's going to use his wrestling, I'd be say okay, let's go. But Bobby's going to stand. <laughs> he's not going to do that. He's going to stand right in front of him. He's going to get into these exchanges. He's going to get into these punches, <laughs> and it, you know, um, I, I would I would I would probably still go with Bobby. Just to be honest, that's a little homer in me though. So don't take too much. Don't read too much into that. Yeah. But I would do. I would probably do the one forty five. I'd bet the one forty five. So would I. You know, over I'd do the for same. Bobby. Just the the amount of experience he has in fighting top level guys, and and just how active he's been as of lately. Just you know, fight after fight after fight. He's seen it all, and he you know he doesn't seem to be slowing down. I mean, he's still got. No. He's gotten better, like in terms of you know, shifting his game a little bit. 
And uh, he's gotten better. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. He lost to Fazeev. Okay. You know, it's like a tough fight on the feet. You know, but he had some good... It was good... a great fight in the third round. He yeah. won it. Yeah, he had some good right? yeah, he had so... some good moments in that fight for sure. Uh, well, who are you taking? So, I'm going to take Bobby Green in that matchup. But the one I want to know about from you is Matt Schnell against Alex Perez. <laughs> Alex Perez, Come on. minus 390. And yeah. Schnell is plus 315. Bob, I, I, I'm just John. I'm just not. I keep calling you Bob. Why am I calling you Bob? Bob. <laughs> Bob and Weave. Bob and Weave. I keep calling you Bob. Bob and Weave. CTE guys, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you guys just witnessed it for the real. No, it's uh, witnessed it one more time. One more time. Um, I'm not betting on that. <laughs> I would. You would. See, that's one I would just put. I just put you know, yeah even twenty bucks. I'm gonna put it on Matt Schnell. I'm not saying that I don't believe that Alex Perez is not the favorite, but Schnell is so good in the stand up along with Perez and the fact that Perez hasn't fought since his loss to Figueroa. He hasn't fought. So it's mm-hmm. been over a year. And I look at that fight and I go, Look, Matt Schnell, Matt Schnell can win that fight. He's he's not gonna win it by knocking out Alex, but he can win it by being technically better and in and out and the movement and the and all just volume and i think he has a chance of it so i would definitely put a little bit on schnell with those kind of odds taking the chance yep all right well hey that wraps up our waiting on the odds hopefully you guys enjoy oh no it doesn't it doesn't let's pull up some of that super bowl let's go let's pull up some of that super bowl action <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, um, here we go, here we go. Podcast Dave has to do some work now. Let's soccer? go. And it's, uh, it's called soccer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> soccer. Oh my gosh! Uh, there we Jeez. go. All right, here's your your yeah, embarrassment Super Bowl. No, I don't know how you read it. So it looks like okay. Yeah, you just don't know how to read. That's the problem. Los Angeles. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, this is pretty much Los Angeles is minus one oh five, and Cincinnati Bengals are minus one fifteen. Uh, let me see. You have the money line on it is minus one ninety to the Rams. Line. Yeah, the minus uh, the the money line on it is minus one ninety to the Rams, and then plus well, forty five. It's four four and a half yeah, points. Yeah. You know, with the Rams, you got to give up four and a half points. So, no, I'm not. Sure, you know, man, this is one of those those games where one team can run away with it, or it's going to be a, a three point you know field goal at the end to win the game kind of thing. So. That four and a half points can be a big, a big difference in this if you're betting. You know what both these teams proved in their last game, and both of them are good at coming from behind. Yeah, you know, that's the biggest thing. The Which Chiefs were ahead did. by 21 or something like that going in 21, 18. Yeah, something like that. 18. And then uh, the Rams were behind also from the Niners, I think, by a lot. You know, yep. and <clears throat> they ended up both coming back getting the win. But if I'm going to do this, I'm going to say more. I'm going to and no homer here is that you have a young crew, you have a young crew that they don't even know what the hell is going on. They're oblivious to this because you've got Odell Beckham Jr., you've got Matthew Stafford, you've got uh, uh, Aaron Donald, Donald. Donald. you've got all these top-level players. Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller. You've got all these top-level players. All the media, everything like that is going to be going to them all week. Don't get me wrong, the Bengals are going to get their fair share of media, but a lot more of the conversation is going to go to them. All the praise, all this, all that is going to end up being on them. If things aren't going their way at all, I don't know if you looked for them to turn to turn it around. I mean, are they going to be able to? Those that's why you bring on all these star players to do it. 
But let's just be clear. Matthew Stafford, sure, he's got he's been able to get it done and get it, but he's had a good team supporting him to get him there this whole this whole run. He, he's been known in the, in the past of, of <laughs> there you go of messing of messing go. things up, and <laughs> and Joe Burrow's hasn't. So if I'm I mean if I'm going straight money line, I'm definitely going with Cincinnati, which is plus one fifty five. I'm definitely going with Cincinnati. You're gonna go. So you would take the money line on it. Yeah, I would take the money line on it. I'm not taking points. I mean, like, like I would have to agree with you. If you look at the the way that these playoffs all started, kind of, a lot of them were getting close to overtime or in overtime, and I was like, oh, nah, yeah. except for that, the first wild card weekend was blowouts all across the board. I think they were all, but then the rest of the the rest of the playoffs were pretty much all overtime. It was insane, you know. So, and I, I just something about Joe Burrow, man. The kid's got it. He's got it in the it factor. They want to call him Joe Cool. I hate it because he's in the AFC with the Chiefs. But, you know, I mean, he's 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 got he's something the stud, there. He's got man. something there. Dude, he's accurate arm. Yeah, he, You got to just like his attitude, too. Mm-hmm. So I, this is one of those ones. Look, I, I always rooted for the Rams in the past. Yeah, and stuff. But it's nice to see him there. But if the Bengals won, I'd be happy. Yeah, I, I like what they've done with their team. they got a great defense. But I don't think it's enough to stop all the weapons that the Rams have. So if I was going to bet, I'm going to go and I'm going to give up the four and a half and I'm going to take the Rams. Really? Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. No, I'll pass. I'll tell you. I feel like the Bengals. I'll tell you how I do. I feel like the Bengals can win. I don't give a shit if it's by one point or, or three points. Oh, you know, it doesn't you know? matter as long as it's by one point is all it takes. Yeah, that's it. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to kind of wrap up and conclude our waiting on the odds. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We had a little fun there with the with the NFL and the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, we'll probably maybe we'll do that later on as well for the NBA Finals and some other things that are coming up as well. So, we want to thank you guys for listening to us through there. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in, and there's a QR code that are available as well. Click on that; they'll give you some extra spending cash for your first initial deposit. We want to thank you guys for supporting us as well as supporting mybookie and uh, continue to watching us. Here at the Weighing In Podcast, Big John and I are very thankful. And uh, we're going to click over to Dave. Dave's going to give us podcast. podcast Dave. Dave's going to give us some more information. On, Let's click go over podcast to it. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and chime in to you. Come on over, buddy. Give <laughs> us right. some news. <clears throat> Let's talk about uh, Anthony Pettis is launching his own MMA promotion called Showtime Fighting Championships. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Showtime Boxing. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, look, I think it's a wonderful name, man. I think it's perfect. Not just because it's it's his, you know, how he uses his nickname, but I think it's perfect. It makes a lot of sense. Showtime Fighting Championships. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I don't know who he has on the car, but I just really want to wish him nothing but the best. That's it. That's all that matters. Uh, you know, that's really what it comes down to is you like when these fighters are starting these things, these are all things that I had thought of, like not just me. I'm sure every a lot of fighters have thought about starting their own promotion. But after sitting down with every big-time promoter I'd ever known, they all said, don't do it. They said, not just because not because I don't want you to be competition. They said, because it just really is a very hard thing to get into, and you need a ton, a ton of money. And, I mean, I had money backers that were willing to put, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into it. But then I also looked at it, too. These people were my friends. Yeah, you go. And I just was like, friendship, their money. money, friendship, money. I was like, just, just call it friends, you know, and just left it alone. I mean, there was, I had so much, I would have had so much help, but look, it's all, there's always help in that first one or two shows, 
But then after that, it's like, hey, we're not seeing what we thought we were going to see or the fights are not as good or there's more headaches than they thought. It's a lot more dedicated to time that they thought. And it becomes very difficult to keep a promotion going. And so, but that's why when I sit here and tell you, I wish you nothing but luck, Anthony Pettis. I hope it's successful. And I hope, hope the fighters lay it all on the line for you, man. Best of luck, my yeah. man. Yeah, I, all I can say is, you know, Anthony, you're a lot braver man than me. <laughs> I hope that your promotion absolutely just kills it. I hope that you uh, have a great show. I hope that things just work out for you. But, uh, man, promoting is not easy. I tell people all the time, you know, and this is, this is what you got to think about. It's easy to look at the UFC yeah. and go, look at all the money they're making, okay? I've worked, I, I, I made it a point to always work for small-time promoters and do the small shows because they're important. Yeah. And those guys, are they're putting it on the line because, you know, everyone's getting paid. Even me as the referee, even though it wasn't a lot, I got paid. Every judge got paid. The commission got paid. The fighters got paid. And in the end, if there weren't enough butts in the seats, guess whose pocketbook was in trouble? It was the promoters. Yeah. So, you know, it is not an easy thing to get into. Uh, you know, I know Khabib has, you know, started up his, and best of luck to him, but it's not easy. It takes a ton of dedication, a lot of work. You got to be on it all the time. You got to be, you know, looking towards sponsors and all these things. So, Anthony. All I can say is best of luck, brother. I hope you I hope you just have a great show and kill it. Day, podcast Dave, where does this air at? Is it going to be on like uh, UFC Fight Pass? I think Pass? it's on UFC Fight Pass. Is it on UFC Fight Pass? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. I, I know it's in Florida, but I didn't see anything that said where it's going to where it's going to show. I thought his was on Fight Pass, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but there's nothing that says where it's Well, that's cuz they're talking about the Showtime kick thing. <laughs> Yeah, it says right there, UFC Fight Pass. This is PFL. The PFL Fighters Promotion. Oh. Um, yeah. The PFL's uh, Fighters Promotion will stream exclusively on UFC Fight Pass at the first show mm. being broadcast this Friday. That oh, So it's under the... The PFL yeah. Fighters Promotion, meaning this event will be on the UFC Fight Pass. Yeah. There's no clarity there though, because I, I can't, yeah, it doesn't I say it doesn't say his it doesn't say his promotion will be. It says the PFL promotion will be. No, no, that's not what it said. You're reading it wrong. The PFL fighter because he fights oh, for oh, the sorry, PFL. Sorry. He doesn't fight for the UFC anymore. Oh, the fighter's the promotion. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't yeah. see that. There you go. All right. Well, hey, that's good. That's awesome, man. So, yeah. best of luck to him. I hope he. I hope all the fighters lay it on the line, man, and they can start mm. growing a, another promotion. That'd be awesome. It's just it's just good all the way around for the sport. You have young talent that will have a place to go and fight, you know? Yeah, they have a place to be seen. Every time in the, we try to tell people, when you have a promotion like this and you're that fighter that you get to get on that main card or you're that main event, this is your chance to shine. This is your audition yeah. to the bigger promotions out there. This is your way of getting noticed. Lay it on the line, guys. Very true. Next, Dave. Uh, the next is a report that AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull 2 is being targeted for a Bellator event in May. Uh, sorry, April. Mm -hmm. April? Yeah, I mean, like, you would, you saw, I saw this coming. We, we saw this, we saw this coming a long time ago. Um, you know, Patricio being the, one of the pillars of the organization, has been around for a long time, you know, double champ, 
you know, that type of situation. He's now just focused on, you know, getting his title back at 145. He vacated the title at 155. His brother then went on to win it against Peter Queeley. And we're going to basically see these two get after it again. I don't know if we're going to see anything different. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see a longer fight. Um, yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be a different, I, I would hope I so. think you're going to see a different style of fight. I think, I think AJ is going to continue to fight the way he fights because that's what AJ does. You know, but I think Patricio is going to fight a little bit different. There's going to be something in there that he's just, he has a way of coming out with good game plans. He has a way. Look, when he fought Benson, he came out with a good game plan, you know, and was having success. When he's, you know, he's fought Chandler, he came out with a good game plan, had success. Um, you know, AJ, you could tell right off the bat, the speed was a factor. I think he's going to go ahead and try to figure out the remedy to that. The speed and the range, but I think the speed was the biggest thing. Those first that first combination that he threw was fast, and I don't think he realized how fast it was until he was in there. He's how fast AJ was until he was in there. So he's going to go back to the well. He's been back at the gym trying to get back on track yep. and how to how to remedy that situation. And I think he'll have a good idea. I don't know if he'll be able to do it for five rounds, but I think he'll have a good idea. It's going to be a, a much more contested fight than it was the first time. Yeah, and this is one of those ones you know I talk about all the time when you have you know like Amanda Nunez losing her title to. Juliana Pena, it, it makes sense to give her that immediate rematch because mm-hmm. she was the she was the champion for so long. Well, this is the same thing with Pitbull here against McKee. This guy's been a pillar, as you said. He was a you know the double champ. He's like what a four time featherweight champion. I mean, the guy has done it all in that weight class. He gave up his lightweight because he says I'm focusing just on getting my title back. Mm-hmm. This is a fight that needs to be a rematch. It's a great rematch, but you're absolutely right. Pitbull's going to have to go into this with a, a a fresher understanding of the guy that he's fighting and that speed and the length is going to be a major factor that he has got to get past. He's got to figure out how to get past both of those things for him to get a victory against AJ. He can do it. He's yeah. He is a experienced, knowledgeable fighter. He's tough as hell. But when you're fighting the younger, faster guy, this is what happens, you know. Not easy. Not easy at all, man. And so I'm glad they're going to give him his his shot right away. He deserves it. I mean, I look at Patricio. John, there could be a case made that, like, he could jump into the Bantamweight tournament. You know, I think a little bit of nutrition and some diet. I mean, he's not a big guy. Like, he's thick. He's muscular. He possesses a ton of power. But, I mean, he could... Like what the nutrition is. No, I like the way people used to look at Jose Aldo and they yeah. look at like, that's how I kind of looked at Patricio. I'm like, he carries the muscle, but he could make it with a good nutritionist and be down at, at that weight class. And I look at that weight class and I'm like, all right, I don't know. I mean, there's a, I don't know who would beat him. You know, don't get me wrong. Stotts <laughs> is tough. Magomed's tough. I mean, you got good fighters, you know, uh, Horiguchi's tough, but. I just the possess the power he possesses, his wrestling ability that he possesses. I mean, whew, tough stuff. I mean, yeah, I, but again, the, and I, I always go with this: dropping down yeah. in weight, guys are only faster. Yeah, you know, they're only faster. I'm not saying that you know Patricio would have power; it, it would be there for him. But guys are faster, and it's tough. If there's one element that I always say is the toughest thing to deal with, it's speed. Yeah. Speed kills. We say it all the time, and there's a reason for it. If you can't touch your opponent because your reflexes are not fast enough to get in and to deliver that shot the way it's supposed to be delivered, and it's barely glancing or just touching a little bit, 
it's not having any effect, man, makes for a long night. Yeah, you could look at speeds, it. Speeds, speeds a bit. You could look at it too. Like if you're having a hard time dealing with a 45 pounder with this speed there at AJ McKee. Now, don't get me wrong; he's extremely fast, super athletic. Yes. His movement, and everything like that, comes from different angles. But the guys at 35 are going to be about the same speed then, or if not, a little bit faster. So you got to deal with that. All right, next. All right, let's wrap up on this story. Um, <clears throat> Dana White posted a Oof. picture of uh, uh, Kamara Usman's hand after surgery, or during surgery, I guess, because it's wide open. So nasty picture, but uh, I wonder Oof. if it's an indication. What's nasty about it? Oh, John, come on. All right, everyone, I want to talk to you about going on the internet because, man, I have had some terrible things happen on the internet. Did you know that browsing online and using incognito mode doesn't actually work for your privacy. It doesn't do anything for you. That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data, all the things that are on your computer to hackers, advertisers, all that ISP and other prying eyes that are out there. You're giving away your stuff. So that's why I now use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. It is the best. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100. I mean 100. That means all of your data. This means that your private details, your passwords, the communications that you do with your friends, with your people that maybe you don't want people to know about, all the browsing history that you do, John, looking at Google, John, all that you stuff. You have something to hide in your browsing history? Seriously? What do you hide? I got nothing to hide in my browsing history because most of it's on how do you do this? <laughs> but seriously, these are the kind of things that people can pull up. And that's why sometimes you'll look at your phone or you look at computer and it's all of a sudden putting something on the screen that you were just kind of looking at. It's the same kind of thing. That's because they were checking on you. They were getting into what you're doing and you don't want anyone doing any of that. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices. That means your phone, your computer, your iPad, all of it without sacrificing any speed on any of it. All of this, even devices like your Fire Stick, you can put it on that. That's what it's there for, is to protect you when you are streaming media. Whether you're at home, in the public, you're at a hotel, doesn't matter. I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off of their yearly plan for our listeners right now with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months, nine, for free. You got to do this. Think about it. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing all of your information to the world when you stream. Everything you search for and everything you buy, take your privacy back. Be in control of the people that are out there trying to steal your stuff. This is unbelievably important for you to protect you, your family, from people out there that are going to steal things from you. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash weighing in and use the promotional code weighing in and claim your 70% savings. That is ipvanish, I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H.com slash weighing in. Do it now and be safer. 
looks like it. I mean, it's just a little bit of an opening there. No big deal. Dave, podcast Dave's little squeamish over there. I'm surprised. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you got to call it. Podcast Dave, I, I have some pictures that I'm going to have to show you sometime. You're going to uh, I've already seen Josh's <laughs> thumb, so I'm not doing oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that ain't nothing, dude. Nasty. <laughs> nasty, nasty. Oh, man. Well, I mean, like, so funny because, like, he was supposed to, he was scheduled or they were talking about him being scheduled to fight Leon Edwards. And I saw a post where they were saying, don't worry, guys, the fight's still happening. Just gonna, he should be ready to fight by June. I mean, the hand is one of those fickle things, but once it once it kind of heals, it kind of heals. So he should be ready to go. They're saying by June. It would take probably about six weeks for him to let it heal, maybe six to eight weeks before he starts punching with it. You know, and then just light contact for a while probably and moving on. Be yeah. good. I mean, look, I'm looking good. forward to that fight. This I want to see if oh yeah, I want to see and, if anything's changed since the first time they fought. You know, both have gotten and the best in re- in recovery to Kamaru. I mean, he's a great yeah. guy, great champion. But that no big deal. He'll he'll get over that easy. It's Absolutely. a little ligament ligament repair. Absolutely. All right, guys. Hey, well, good. we're gonna wrap this up. This is the Wayne In Podcast. I want to thank you guys for supporting us and hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel as well as the bell, so you guys know when we launch our shows throughout the week. We launch a Wayne Interjection show on our Clips channel. There's a link down below in this channel you guys can hit that will take you to our Wayne in in Extras channel. Hit that like and subscribe button there as well. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening to us and continue to like all of our stuff because and comment. We like when you guys comment down below as well because I read them. Josh likes it. But I read them. (laughs) Says Dave, the guy who sends me clips of people what they Look say at what this guy, Dude, saying, this guy huh? said i love it he's a, he's one of those he is a, he's a he's a true troll he's the the pot steward is he? like this he's the oh pot dude he's a he's a pot there's it. no doubt about that i love it uh but he'll hey, send me stuff and i just go i'm not even responding can't even believe it also go to prowrestlingtees.com slash weighing in use that promo code and still pick up one of our new shirts called beast mode they're out and uh, we may have some changes for you guys here shortly. We've been working on some new stuff and, uh, you know, hoping to get you guys uh, some new some new type of apparel. So hopefully this all Ooh. comes together shortly. But stay ready, stay pumped, and uh want to thank you guys for continuing to support us and listen to us. Big John, take us away. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a fine weekend coming up, and we will see ya. <laughs>